0: why do you prosper while others are having a hard time i I think it really comes down capital structure welcome to roof talks spirited conversation at the intersection of community technology and shared living i'm michael and today we are talking about how to scale co-living operations with brian lee brian is managing director real estate with common and today we'll be sharing with us his expertise in scaling common internationally Together, we'll be covering topics like how to scale co-living operation and the growing pains that come with it, what makes their model different and successful, and what's the role that technology plays in their operations. So, Brian, welcome to Roof Talks. Thank you very much for being here. And um, everybody knows, of course, Brian is Managing Director of Real Estate at Common, recently moved into the UK uh, from the US. Um, And today we talk about scaling, scaling operations, we talk about growing pains, we talk about the common model and why they are so successful. And we talk a little bit about tech and the role that technology has for your operations. Um, But before going into all these topics, let's start with a drink. And the most memorable drink that you ever had is what? Okay.
1: I'm going to pick a Spanish vermouth um, because that was actually relatively recent. So, I went to Madrid for the first time, I think, in like 20 Mm -hmm. years, um, about a month ago. And uh, the Spanish love vermouth. And, uh, you know, I I had a few great vermouth and and, and gin drinks, um, you know, with some Mm -hmm. olives on the side. And it just – it was a reminder of just how much – I love Madrid like it's 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 uh it's it's the city's got such a great energy and such a good feel to it everybody's you know yeah. stays out late like life spills out onto the streets <laughs> everyone's really friendly um so yeah just uh just you know I'm going to pick Spanish vermouth because it just reminds me of of one of my favorite cities
0: yeah, yeah. so so you are a, a Spanish lover in a way
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: an <laughs> <In> aficionado. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So, and by chance, I have something similar to that here. So, I want to welcome you again to Roof Talks. Thank you for being here. Cheers. Uh, Cheers. To, to the Thank topic. you. Never again miss an episode of Roof Talks. Subscribe now at RoofTalks.substack.com and receive every new episode right into your inbox. Also, we will be raffling away prices among all our subscribers. Listen until the very end of this episode and find out what we are raffling away in this time. So, um, well, I mean, you've been with Common for a while, right? Like, so, but I think what is really one of the questions for for everybody is like, how did you come in contact with the Common, or like more generically, how did you come in contact with co living? So, mm-hmm. can you can you share a little bit like your journey, how it all started?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've. um So I've, I've been in real estate for most of my career. So I, um, I've, I've worked in real estate from different angles, um, in lots of different geographies. So my first job out of college was, um, I was actually an equities trader, um, at UBS in Tokyo. And then, um, I relocated to the Hong Kong office where I was, um, in the kind of internal, uh, proprietary trading group and I focused a lot on Chinese real estate. Um, and so I spent a lot of time going to going to kind of second and third tier cities in China, checking out real estate developments and 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 um, making calls on which which stocks we should buy and sell. Um, and then I went to business school where I at at Warden where I focused on real estate. Um, and then I worked at Tishman Spire for about five years in uh real estate development and asset management. So um spent a lot of time doing redevelopments of existing office buildings in in New York, like like the Chrysler building, like the MetLife building, et cetera.
0: Not bad, huh? Eh?
1: Not bad. Um and so I've always you know so it's you know so that's real estate has always kind of been the um it's you know it's always kind of been the the underlying theme in my career. Um, and then I joined Common in 2018 um, and it was it was kind of a chance thing. Like I, you know, uh, a mutual friend, a, a mutual contact of mine um, who I met at a networking event actually put me in touch with Brad. And then I met with Brad. And it was, uh, you know, Brad Brad Hargraves, our CEO. Um, and at first, it was a very kind of casual conversation. And it just kind of rolled from there. I started meeting more and more people on the team. Um, really liked kind of the, the people and the culture at Common. Um, and I think 2017, 2018 was really a... Um, you know, it it, it 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 was a point where you really saw kind of the the new wave of real estate emerging. So, you know, I think if you look at the last ten years, if you look kind of back to two thousand eleven, um, the real estate industry was was a fundamentally different landscape, right? Like Airbnb was kind of this tiny little company. Sonder was Sonder did not exist. Coworking kind of in its current form did not exist. Um, there was no WeWork. There was no Industrious. There was no co living. Um, and so I think, like over the past ten years, it's very apparent how much more emphasis there is on kind of the consumer aspect and the technology aspect of real estate. Um, and I think 2017 was really kind of you know a, a midpoint of that. And so I um, kind of felt that wave emerging and wanted to be a part of it. Um, and uh, you know, I real estate, you know, it's it's a, it's an industry that moves slowly, and so it's 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 hard to kind of recognize. Changes in, in, you know, in one or two years, but over a decade, um, you know, just kind of looking back, like it is, it is a very different landscape, right? And so, um, I was, I was attracted to that, um, just being part of that kind of longer term impact and, um, being, you know, and especially working in housing, you know, something that affects, um, the lives of lots and lots of people, um, in a really, really fundamental way. You know, it's the, it's the biggest, um, consumer spending expenditure for anyone rent right and so um you know if you can improve that industry at scale you are affecting a lot of
0: people yeah and it's really interesting to me right like you you said what attracted you to common is also the people right like Brett and the culture and I think that also shows like uh, kind of the connection to core living in a way right like so because it is about the people in the end like what what's the culture like at common actually
1: it's really interesting. It's um, you know, I it's uh it's really interesting because it's a it's a hybrid of real estate people like myself, you know, people with very kind of institutional backgrounds in, in, in real estate. Um and then you have a lot of technology people. So with a big software engineering team, um you know a lot you know our our chief operating officer worked at one of the largest mobile game com- gaming gaming companies in the u.s we had you know our svp of operations comes from you know facebook and dropbox um we have people who used to work at airbnb um and then yeah so i i think that combination you know i've never worked in a place like that and um, I think it's it's uh it it's just made it so interesting because um, the technology pr- people bring like a totally different lens to real estate because um, I've always been around much more kind of you know traditional real estate and finance people who think about everything um, you know through numbers right and and you know and the tech people do think about it through numbers but they just bring a whole, host you know just a a totally different body of knowledge on how you can um leverage technologies out there to to improve you know just little aspects of the of the residential rental process
0: yeah and that's that's also the mix right like so i think the in the strength in co living and in any in any operator at scale is really like bringing different perspectives together right like so uh, you need the real estate of course you, you need to be able to talk to the investors but you also need to understand community and you need to understand the people so i think that's also the the, the strength and the attraction to a lot of people probably yeah yeah um so Let's move into our first topic, scaling operations. Um, you guys pretty much tripled inventory since beginning 2020. And uh, I think this is enormous, right? Like, so, I mean, uh, tripling inventory at a level where you were already is, uh, yeah, it brings probably a lot of growing pains at the same time. So one of the questions that came to my mind was, okay, well, like, what were kind of the biggest growing pains that you needed to overcome in order to really grow to that level where you are today?
1: Yeah, I think um
0: <clears throat>
1: it um yeah, no, I mean COVID has actually been I mean surprise, like it's it's been a tremendous period of growth, you know. So we went into COVID um with about 1800 units under management and today we're at about 7500. Um so I think, um, you know, I would attribute that to a few things. One, um, one was just like things in the pipeline that delivered on time. Um, so, you mm-hmm. know, you know, projects that were supposed to deliver kind of at the end, at the end of 2020. And, and, you know, we, we worked with the developer to kind of execute that opening. Um, two, I would attribute to kind of natural growth in the business. So as common has become a larger player, we start working with larger institutional investors and, We manage bigger buildings that that business kind of builds on itself. It feeds on Mm -hmm. itself and it allows us to get other big buildings. And so I think, you know, our, our average deal size has um, gone up pretty significantly over, over the past few years. So, you know, I think when I started back in 2018, you know, like we were, you know, a 70 bed deal was a, was a big, big thing. And, you know, now we're doing kind of 700 unit deals. Um. So I would say kind of average deal size going up, and third, um, consolidation, which you know I, I don't think we kind of necessarily anticipated, but yeah. um, you know, spe- you know, I mean, we can talk a little bit about this later, but um, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of consolidation in the co-living space, and so we ended up getting supply from um, a bunch of our competitors. Um, so in turn, you know in terms of the the challenges of scaling um yeah i mean that's that's a lot of uh that's that's uh that's a lot of growth in in yeah. a in a weird macroeconomic time um so i think um you know i think hiring uh, just you know hiring quickly enough to to mm. to just like meet the demands of, of of our real estate clients um and just hiring quality people at a at a fast enough pace um yeah is a challenge um and then kind of the um you know as, as a follow-on to that just maintaining the culture um yeah. you know common has you know common has a pretty pretty unique and strong culture um and how do you kind of maintain that when you're when you're you know when you're when your workforce is kind of doubling um and mm. it's also a mix of corporate and and field people so we have, <clears throat> we have sorry so we have corporate people but also you know just like porters and leasing specialists and techs on the building um <clears throat> and then um lastly i would say just like you know kind of upgrading our technology systems to meet the, the 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 changing size and sophistication of our business um because you know kind of the you know the the softwares and the systems you use um when you're at 500 units may not necessarily be the best systems at you
0: know, 7, yeah, 7,000 units <laughs> oh <Not> true <laughs> so <laughs> uh, uh, so it's interesting that you mentioned the culture again right like so because like one of the challenges when you say hiring is like really that culture fit right like so the culture that attracted you to to start at, at common in the first place um do, do you see that culture changing in, in in the team actually or how do you make sure that like the core of common stays common um no matter how big and the, and the size of the operation is
1: yeah, I mean, I think we, um, you know, I, you know, our, our CEO Brad is 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 um, very focused on culture. I think you know it's always mm-hmm. been one of his top priorities, and I think he's made a lot of effort to preserve it and to and you know I, I just re, you know in a in a in a very proactive way um, to um, to to preserve it through different yeah. cycles and growth of the company. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, just a lot of the things that we used to do at that, that, you know, when I joined Common, we, we still do in terms of, um, you know, in terms of like having, you know, our regular all hands meetings, in terms of kind of the culture of transparency, yeah. um, a lot of that is still intact
0: yeah and now it's also up to you right like to replicate that culture during the growth that you are bringing to europe and and the uk and yeah absolutely uh, uh, so so like why did you guys actually choose for the uk and for europe as as your your first international expansion market um
1: it's you know it's it's uh i think it was it's that's always kind of been the plan um I think a lot of the, you know, a lot of the issues that we are trying to tackle in the US, which is um affordability, you know, affordable mm-hmm. affordability in cities, um, you know, giving kind of younger people who are, you know, who wanna live in cities but who make between, let's say, forty and eighty thousand dollars a year, like giving them good housing options. Um, I think all of those issues um also applying europe right like you still have the True. same demographic trends True. of people you know getting married later buying houses later um incomes are relatively stagnant but rents are going up um you know and so i i think those kind of challenges still exist in a lot of in a lot of european capital cities so i think the kind of thesis of the business and what we can deliver to renters in european cities is is very much intact yeah. um yeah. And so we've, you know, I mean, even before I came here, you know, I had a colleague, Jake, and um, and and Brad would, you know, they they would come, they were coming to London for several years, um, and you know, and, and laying kind of the the groundwork. So it's, you know, it's 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 always been kind of on the radar for us. Um, I think it was just mm-hmm. a matter of kind of what is the ideal time to do it. Um, you know, when do we have the proper human resources and the proper financial resources to make mm-hmm. a, a concerted push into. Um, in, into the uk and europe and i think um you know kind of emerging out of COVID, and and you know i, I think that was a good point um yeah so
0: yeah, yeah yeah and like looking looking a little bit ahead when it comes to europe right like so because you you were saying like in a lot of different european countries there are similar challenges right like so when, when affordability and things like that so um how do you see the future of common in Europe actually uh, in, in terms of geographic reach.
1: In terms of, geogra- yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, in terms of scale, like I think Europe has the, um, you know, I think Europe has the potential to be a business that, that's as big as the US. So, you know, tens of thousands, yeah. hundreds of thousands of units. Um, I think there, um, you know, I think the consumer demand is definitely there. Um, I think the, you know, and I guess the other kind of important factor is that, um, you know, common is both co-living and regular build to rent. So our portfolio today is about 50-50. And, you know, I would say co-living is, you know, I mean, co-living is kind of new everywhere. Um, so yeah. I think, you know, we are kind of the, we're the market leader there. Um, but then in the build to rent space, that is, um, uh, much earlier in the, in the cycle in, in a lot of European countries, probably for you True. know, with the exception of Germany Then, um, yeah. than, than the U.S., where multifamily has been around for, Fifty years, yeah, and yeah. Um, and it, 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 it's a very mature industry. So, um, I think the you know the the growth potential for build to rent in a lot of European cities gives us you know I, I think that's a that's a really intriguing opportunity for company. Yeah,
0: yeah. So like like for you guys it was actually like the combination between the potential that you have seen in Europe for co-living but also for for built to rent, right? Like so and I think oh, it's a very very interesting perspective because like looking ahead, you said like currently it's pretty much fifty fifty between uh, built to rent and also co living. Do mm-hmm. do you do you foresee that this is going to change going forward, or would you like it to be different actually?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think build to rent could potentially be bigger than co-living simply because it's a larger addressable market. True. Um, And there's just more build to rent there. The the build to rent schemes tend to be larger. Um, And so I think, yeah, so I think it could, you know, actually be bigger than co-living.
0: Yeah yeah and this is also like i mean of course in, in in line with with the background of like looking at real estate like more innovative living concepts in general right like so and the combination bringing together co-living and build-to-rent is of course also very attractive for for a lot of people and for you personally like like was it an easy decision to make to say okay i'm i'm going to move like my life into europe or how how did that go
1: um no i mean it was not easy um but i think the, um, no, it was not easy because I've, you know, I've, I, I have lived in New York for, for a very long time. Um, my, yeah. you know, my my families in, 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 in Connecticut, yeah. um, you know, I have a lot of kind of lifelong friends who, who, who are in New York. So that, you know, that's, that's always been my, my base, but, um, I, you know, but at the same time, like I, um, it was exciting, you know, I think it was a, it was an exciting kind of life experience. It was an, it, it was an exciting, um professional experience um, mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to launch a business mm-hmm. in, you know, in in, mm-hmm. in a foreign country. That's, that's mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, yeah. And so I was really excited by that. And then um, I'd been to London before. And so I think, you know, the fact that it was London made it much easier for me to say yes, because I, you know, I, I kind of knew what to expect. You know, I, yeah. I knew I had a sense of what to expect from London, that it yeah. wouldn't be too different from New York. Um and I like living abroad. Like I've, you know, I've done stints like this in my career before. I've lived in Tokyo for two years. I've lived in Hong yeah. Kong for two years, yeah. Um, yeah. and so I'm I'm used to it and I like it.
0: Yeah. So, like in the future, who knows? Perhaps you go back to Spain at some point, right? Like so.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's move to the to the next topic then and um so when when I was preparing for for our podcast I also asked around a little bit like a lot of operators what are the biggest questions that they have for you right like so um and and what I heard a lot is okay well like how come that common is actually able to pretty much well 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 really go from strength to strength while others are struggling right like so what i'd like to talk now a little bit more about is your model and how you're different and and what you think um is the reason for the success that you guys have as co- as common um yeah so how, how would you explain that like why do you prosper while others are are having a hard time
1: i think a lot i, I think it really I, I think it comes down to capital structure um mm-hmm. And so we made a very clear decision um, back in, I would say, 2018, to be to to, to really focus on being asset light. Um, and what I mean yeah. by that is just signing management agreements. And so Common yeah. is we're a fee driven business, so we get fees from we get management fees from operating buildings, um, and we get design fees for 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 you know working on the interior design and ff during during pre development. Yeah. So. Um, there's very, it's it's a very asset light model. There's very um, little kind of capital risk that we take. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, I think that's allowed us to, to, to scale quickly. Um, that's allowed us, yeah, that's allowed us to scale quickly. That's allowed us to um, just, just be flexible. Like you don't have as much, as many kind of liabilities weighing down your business. Um, yeah. And... You know, I, I've worked on the development side, um, and I've worked on the operation side. They're very, very different businesses in terms <laughs> of capital commitment, in terms of um, scalability. Like, it is impossible to scale a development business as much as um, as as quickly as an operating business. And so, yeah. I think we kind of, um, you know, credit to Brad and and our chief investment officer Simon. Um, they they realized that pretty early on and 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 yeah. made that shift. Um, you know, in the early days with common, like we did, you know, we we did a, a bunch of master lease deals because um, at that point mm-hmm. nobody, you know, nobody knew common, yeah. nobody, nobody knew co living, and that was the only way to kind of grow your business. And so we did that, but then um, we we quickly moved away from it once you know we demonstrated kind of product market fit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, great. Can can you perhaps explain a little bit more because uh, like in particular from from real estate developers and investors that are looking into co living for the first time, right? Like, so can you explain a little bit more like the different structures that are possible in terms of like what kind of agreements are are, are, are feasible and, and what are the advantages and disadvantages?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know. So I mean, we can start with a master lease. Um, a master lease is where the operator guarantees a, a certain rent per unit for for um, for an apartment building. So yeah. you know, the bet there is, you know, we're going to pay the landlord, you know, five hundred pounds um, for a unit, but we think, you know, we're going to bet that we can rent it out for seven hundred pounds, and we're going to kind get that spread. Yeah. Um, so that's one model. Um I think you know the advantage to the to the landlord is that they in theory kind of get um yeah, in theory they get they get guaranteed income, but like that yeah. but you're really underwriting the credit risk of the operator because if the operator is not there then you're not going to yeah. get that guaranteed yeah. income. True.
0: W- which happened, um, right? Like a couple of times. Yeah, which hap- yeah. yeah, I
1: mean we saw that <laughs> we saw that happen. Yeah. Um yeah. and then um I guess the you know I guess the advantage to uh yeah, and I, I guess the advantage to an operator is that if you know in a good market, if if you are making that spread on a consistent basis, that can be pretty profitable. But yeah. um, once again, you know, markets aren't good all the time, and so no. um, yeah. So that's the master lease model. We do much more of a management agreement model. So mm-hmm. our management agreement model is 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 really you know it's it's based on standard U.S. property management agreements. So we get a percentage of effective gross revenue, um, and. And that's kind of it. That's that's pretty. Yeah. It's, it, it's pretty simple. So our contracts usually run kind of five to seven years. Um, okay. And um, yeah, and they're a little bit more. They're a little bit more robust than than traditional property management models in the sense that there's a design aspect, there are brand standards, and so you know there's yeah. a, there's a hospitality element to it. Um, you know, I think, yeah. and then there's the the um, there's the development slash operating model, which um, companies like the collective yeah. and Star City followed, where you know they want, you know, they were um, they were operating some assets, but they were also developing some of their own assets. Um, and I think, you know, once again, like you know, in, mm-hmm. a, in a good market, that that can work if if mm-hmm. if you're getting financing for your developments and your operating properties are are generating cash flow for you, then you can sustain that business, but um in you know in a market like covid where it's gonna you know where kind of ground up development came to a halt then you're just paying um carrying costs on that land and
0: kind of not moving it forward yeah and I think this is really interesting right like so because I I I I see that kind of specialization playing out in a way right like you talked about like the developer operator combination model in a way what I see is also now that there are operators that are like developing their own tech in-house right like so and I I Mm -hmm. also feel that well eventually we are going into a direction where everybody needs to decide and focus on like what is the core of the business because otherwise it becomes uh, almost a distraction and becomes very difficult to 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 kind of maintain focus and, and and being like good enough on both ends right like so um for for you guys you eventually said okay well like we are moving into a direction where we are only going to be the 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 operator is that something that you would also recommend others that are now thinking about like how shall I really tackle this opportunity in the best way possible
1: yeah i mean i think um mm-hmm. I think it. I mean, I think it depends on a lot of things. I think it depends on you know a company's capital source. Um, you know, kind of what it. You know, we're, we're funded by venture capital, um, yeah. and so you know our our investors have have bet on an operating business. Um, you know, I think if you're funded by a family office, and you know, it, it depends on kind of what your you know if it, if it's long term patient capital and 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 um and you want to scale to kind of a thousand units, not a hundred thousand units, yeah, then maybe kind of developing your own properties is the way to go. So I think mean, it really depends on, um, on who's starting the business, what the, you know, what, what their kind of long-term goals are and what, um, how they're capitalized.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, and then at the same time, of course, like I, I, I also hear that the decision on, on your side might've been influenced also by the, the, the fact that your investors were looking for perhaps faster growth uh, b- bigger scale is that also one of the reasons why you decided to move into uh, in, into a model where you really focus on being the operator instead of also develop yourself
1: yeah i mean i think you know we i mean we are our, our investors and um common have always been aligned in that goal you know yeah. i mean we've always um, you know the vision of the company has always been to um yeah, to to scale to a a really big number over time and and really be mm-hmm. uh um the, the global leader in, in in residential
0: living yeah yeah and you're pretty much well on a good track to 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 keep being there right like so um yeah it must be very exciting to, to work in a place where you can really set also the future of living like the standard of living right like so where you really get to shape the way in that people live so i think it must be a very exciting yeah um, yeah it's exciting I mean yeah. it's a big industry there are <laughs> there are that's lots true. of apartments and there are lots of
1: people <laughs> yeah. out there but yes that's the you know that's, that's what we're the goal. working towards yeah, yeah perfect
0: okay great um it, like like when I'm thinking about common right like so what what is really interesting to me is again going back to the culture and the brand and 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 so what I'm wondering about is also like um you are operating a, a co-living business but in the same time also btr business right like so mm-hmm. I'm just wondering how these are different and also perhaps if you if you can share something about like the different metrics that are related to the different businesses because like from from the feeling that I have in our industry right like metrics are pretty much still missing at least like kind of the metrics there where you would say, okay, well, it is about creating community, but how do you measure that? Right? Like, so it is about like, like really helping people to connect with each other having a good time. Do do you guys have metrics like community metrics in particular where you say, okay, well, Hey, these are things that are important for us and we measure it this way. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would say that it mostly comes down to renewal rate um, Mm -hmm. and how you know, I mean, what we do find is that, like, people who form relationships within, you know, a certain period at Common um, or attend events um, at Common um, are more likely to renew. And so, we look at renewal rates for co-living tenants yeah. as a measure of their, you know, I mean, that's really the kind of tangible expression of, of happiness, yeah. right? Um And so we look at that, um, you know, we look, you know, I mean, we do a lot of analysis around community events. And so we do, you know, we measure, um, you know, what percentage of, uh, so we we have an app called Connect by Common. And so through there, you can see, you know, there's a global directory of everybody who lives at Common. You can, you know, click on their profile, see their photos, see their interest tags, connect with them on social media. Um, you know, it also has an events page. It has a, it has a direct, uh, it has a news page. It has a perks page. So we create partnerships mm-hmm. with local businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we look at the adoption rate. So what percentage of common residents, um, mm-hmm. sign up for this? And today I think it's between like 80 and 85%. So it's a, it's a pretty okay. good take up rate. Um, and then, yeah. And then we do a lot of, we do a lot of analysis around community events, kind of, you know, which ones are well attended, which ones, um, you know which ones are well attended um which ones kind of people request repeats for um how how virtual you know how virtual versus um kind of uh events at the property do versus events in the city um so we like to do a lot of events in the city where you know people from different common homes can kind of get together even if they don't live in the same building um and then and then lastly we allow residents to to create their own um to create their own events and so if you know for for kind of big national you know for like during the super bowl in the us or maybe like you know wimbledon or something during um in, in the uk um we see that almost every common home has somebody who, who takes the
0: initiative to, to create their own
1: communities events yeah yeah
0: <clears throat> um and and because, I mean, tech, of course, is, is one of the topics that, that I'm also very passionate about. So I'm, I'm curious um, to dive a little deeper into the question of like technology and the importance of technology actually for you guys at Common. Um, and that's the last topic that we want to look at today. Um, and overall, like the, the role of technology for Common, what, what would you say, what is the role of technology for your operations?
1: Oh, I think it's fundamental. I mean, I think it's, you know, from our very first Series A investors, um, you know, they were making a bet on techn you know, a tech enabled operator um who Mm -hmm. was going to um change the residential management industry through 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 technology. Um and you know, our first kind of core team um Like software engineers were part of that core team, you know, way before I got there. Like, you know, software engineers were some of the first hires that um, Common made, and so that's always been a a really, really critical part of the business. Um, And, you know, I, you know, I I would say kind of, you know, um, technology has two main applications are common one is one is consumer facing kind of user experience technology so um you know when somebody interacts with common whether it's you know at the top of the leasing funnel in terms of how they are marketed to in terms yeah. of how they come to our website how they submit their information how yeah. they go through the leasing funnel and do a virtual tour how they schedule a tour like really um Really making that seamless and really clean, so it's 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 you know as easy as um, getting an Uber on your phone or booking an Airbnb. So yeah, just yeah. really making that um, perfect. Um, so I would say you know that's that's one you know that's 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 one um, avenue, and then the other avenue is is the guts of the operation. Um, so how do you leverage technology to um, to make property management more efficient and and um, Faster, And, um, you know, so we we do a lot with we do a lot with Salesforce. We do a lot with Mm -hmm. Entrada as our property management Mm -hmm. platform. We use cursive for um, automation um, and how do you kind of automate these little processes that historically have, you know, required a lot of people and a lot of pen and paper
0: yeah yeah yeah, and it's interesting that you're saying that like like the bet was specifically on tech enabled operator right like so because what i see if i take a look at the industry today is like it's very rare that there are technical people within the team of of an operator right like so um and i'm just curious if you happen to know like a a rough number of the size of 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 your tech team actually do you know how many people are working on technology at common oh god i think it's um i think i think it's like Thirty people, thirty to forty yeah.
1: people, or something. Um, yeah,
0: it must be. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, so you're, it's, you're, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, our, our total company is three hundred people. So, yeah, um, you know, no, I mean, the software engineer. Yeah, it's 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 a big so, team, and we we also have um, product people. So, who, you know, the um, you know, there's a team that kind of prioritizes the business needs and works with the software engineers to to kind of execute projects that are going to be helpful to Common. Um, and so, I think kind of going back to an earlier question about, you know, the composition of common employees, I think having that, um, you know, having people with a background in tech um, mm. has, been, has been super helpful mm-hmm. in, terms of, um, in terms of both the mm-hmm. kind of user experience for consumers and, and, the, and the operating platform because mm. I think they brought ideas that somebody like me who comes from a traditional real estate background would not bring. Right. Like they, you know, it's yeah. So they, um, you know, just in terms of like how to apply things like Salesforce or Periscope or or, or Cursive, you know, which traditionally don't have kind of a a real estate application and, you know, and really to kind of tailor those softwares to our business. Um, And I think that's been hugely helpful.
0: Yeah, it must be clashing from time to time i can imagine right like so because it's different cultures in a way that that are coming together but this is also what drives innovation in the end probably right like different perspectives uh on 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 the challenge and then coming together and and finding out how to best solve that
1: yeah yeah absolutely um no it's been it's been a productive marriage (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) i can imagine uh great so let's just Wrap that up by 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 looking at like your recommendations for anybody who is actually looking into moving into either co living, shared living, or uh, buy to buy to rent. Uh, what would you recommend somebody who's now thinking or, or or getting going in in this field? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a. Uh, I, I I think
1: scale is super important. It's 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 a hard um it's a hard you know i I think kind of operating properties is hard to do at the kind of 30 to 40 unit level simply because you don't have yeah. the economies of scale to properly staff that building so you're not gonna kind of deliver the the right um gross to net margins to your to your real estate partners um and so I think scale is super important try you know kind oh, yeah. of getting to that, Stage where you can manage kind of 150 to you know 300 unit buildings, and that makes it um, easier for the operator. That makes it more profitable for the owner, and so I think that's 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 quite important. And it it it, it, you know, and the scale allows you to kind of deliver the all of the features of co living that are so important. um, You know, in terms of great amenities, in terms of community, in terms of kind of the services that we provide. And then like kind of looking out, you know, looking kind of outside of the industry for, for best practices. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, the fact that we were able to bring in kind of software applications, um, from outside of real estate into real estate has, has been, you know, has been huge in terms of making our business run better in terms of, um, distinguishing our business versus, um, versus that of competitors. I think, um, yeah. And I think kind of bringing that lens of, you know just a a fresh set of eyes um yeah. from from other industries to say you know to kind of look at residential real estate see it, see how it's currently done and just like improve it
0: yeah, yeah yeah go above and beyond what's actually currently possible and happening right like so yeah um perfect well brian that brings us to the end of our conversation and I, I forgot to mention that you have a little surprise for our listeners right like so we always like to raffle something away um, oh. <laughs> and <laughs> so like the 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 prize that we have on this episode is actually like you are inviting somebody to to come to the opening of your first building in london is that correct
1: that's right that's right yeah. yeah so we're um so we're planning to open our first building in london um late summer next year um yeah and so we'll certainly do you know uh some kind of launch party so
0: yeah perfect and then a couple of pictures perhaps uh shake hands and uh, a couple pictures of glasses of champagne and, uh, exactly beers, yeah, yeah. Exactly. vermouth yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> just to get in the mood well yeah. perfect and then thank you so much once again for for being with us today Have a good day and stay tuned for next week when we will be speaking with Gaton de Diederik, former head of community and sales at Hamlet about scaling community.